Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast, where we bring you the heart and soul in sports. With your hosts, Brad Perry and Tanner Perry. Now, from the backwoods of East Tennessee, two knuckleheads to help you navigate the field, the mat, the court, and the track. Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast. This is Coach Brad Perry. I'm here with Coach T, and we are coming to you with another episode uh, helping you to uh, reach your maximum potential as a coach. Coach T, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing good. Doing good. Hey, we're going to focus in today on uh, not bringing it home. Not bringing it home as a coach. It's really easy to get tied up in all the things that you got to do. Uh, put some of those things uh, in your pocket. Uh, and bring them to the house after practice is over. Uh, so we want to focus in on that. Before we get started, we want to, uh, hey, just uh, invite people to go to our website, kingsportfca.org, uh, kind of see what we do, where we're at. Uh, if you want to be a part of the team, uh, there's a place where you can join uh, financially uh, as a donor. There's also... Uh, links to uh, ministry leader application if you're interested in helping out as a volunteer. All kinds of good stuff on there. We revamped that thing. Uh, I guess it's been a couple months ago. Yeah, it looks good. It's coming along. We've still got some work to do. Uh, Also, uh, before we get too far along, uh, Impact Community Center is located in Bluff City, Tennessee. Uh, We are uh, in a lot of projects. We've got a big work day coming up. real soon uh and we're really excited about what god's going to do uh with the impact center we already have fca wrestling club uh meeting twice a week tumbling is going to start up next week uh, so we're really excited about uh, all of those things if you got questions you want to get in touch with us about any of that uh, you can email us at bperry at fca.org and tperry at fca.org so let's dig into this uh episode uh dwelling on our coaching problems um all day long can definitely create uh just some negative thoughts negative Mm -hmm. tendencies um negative thinking energy Uh, so how do we combat that i think number one thing is you gotta have hobbies i mean i think you gotta have a hobby outside of outside of this the sport that you're in Right. Yeah, I think that's tough, though, because for a lot of us, that sport is our hobby. You know, a lot of football coaches watch a lot of football, uh, and and that becomes their hobby. Uh, you know, so what kind of things are you thinking? I don't know. I think I think something different. Like, I, I know Ballet? But maybe. <laughs> I, mean, listen, I the, can see you going to a ballet class. I've always team. wanted to go to a ballet class. I, I believe that. I, listen, it's really good for <laughs> footwork, okay? Uh, yeah, I know a lot of a lot of football coaches. You know, that get into like jujitsu and and um, you know even like music and stuff like that. Like, I think I think you have to have um, something away from the sport, either a different sport or you know not even a sport. You know, painting or or drawing or whatever something something that you can get your your mind. Um, I like jujitsu just because you don't have a choice or or some kind of 
you know, combat kickboxing or something like that. Number one, because that's what I, that's my hobby. Um, and I recommend my hobby cause I love my hobby. Uh, and number two, uh, because you don't have time to focus on the coaching. You have, you have a person right in front of you that's trying to, trying to do the same thing you're trying to do. To the end. So you go from being the coach to being coached. Yes. And I think that's, I think that's very, very important because, um, you spend all your time feeding feeding your athletes and feeding your athletes, and you're never getting fed. Even if it's not in the same sport, you're still learning how uh, maybe your athletes perceive things. Because coaches are are most coaches are way off of of you know there are it's been a long time since they've been coached. You know what I mean? It's been a long time since they've been coached in their sport or in another sport or in anything in general. Um, so I think just going back to putting yourself in your your athlete's um, position of hey I've got to learn this, it, it gives a lot of good insight. It really does. Okay, so we'd say the number one way to to not bring stuff home with you or leave leave your your coaching in the practice room uh, is to have a hobby outside of the sport that you coach. Um, I think that's a good idea. It it kind of just builds some separation in life mm-hmm. so i have this and then i'm going to something that's a little bit different and it creates some boundaries too it's like you got athletes for me like athletes constantly messaging you or calling you or whatever it's like hey i'm i'm here for this time that's it like that, that's my boundaries i'm here for this time okay sometimes that's a good thing sometimes it's a bad thing i miss stuff a lot <laughs> yeah know? yeah well, and I would say I would say another one would be you know take care of the relationships uh, that in that are in your life. Um, you know, if I'm coming home and as a coach just constantly talking to my spouse about what's going on in the practice room, and you want a partner, uh, obviously, but you know, in my situation, my wife didn't sign up to be the coach. Uh, she didn't sign up to take care of you know twenty five thirty sweaty teenage boys who are trying to make weight and have grade problems and she signed up to be my wife so so i i think one of the things is understanding the importance of other relationships outside of that practice room uh that you you got to take care of those too you know i know a lot of coaches whose wives are you know right there in the mix i mean mine wanted to be a you know a part and to help I mean, mostly because it's brand new to her. She's never been in any kind of, like, scholastic sports or anything like that. Um, so she's got a husband that stepped into a sport that she's never been a part of, and it's like, oh, this is this is so cool. It's so new. And we have girls, so that makes it even easier for her to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to – I like this. This is fun. I, I get to learn stuff. You know, the other day we sat down and, and looked at uh, a video, wrestling video, just on our kids, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is – this is what they should have done. This is where they messed up. Oh, this is really good. Oh, this guy almost beat a two-time state champion. You know, stuff like that. It's like, oh, it was intriguing to her. It was like, yeah, oh, but I also is- got to recognize when it's not and, and take advantage of those opportunities when I cannot be the coach but just be the husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that separation, coaching is a difficult profession. It's it's you know our listeners know that because probably all of them if not most you know most of them if not all of them are coaches so you know the struggle of finding time away um, and, and if you have um, 
a spouse or a significant other, making sure that there's some separation there uh, and doing some things that aren't, you know, hobby-driven or sport-driven, profession-driven, um, that really helps uh, reset the mind of the coach. Uh, but it also feeds the spouse and, and a healthy relationship at home will make me a better coach. So, so I would, I would say, you know, date nights and be creative with those, um, even if they're just movie nights at home. Uh, but have those times when, when it's just, hey, we're not talking basketball. We're not talking football. We're not talking – we're not talking sports. Uh, let, let's focus in and just be uh, two, pe- two people who care about each other yeah. uh, and spend some time, quality time and quantity time uh, together. Uh, that's a little tougher during the season, and we all know that. Uh, but I still think it's just as important during the season that, you know, you get that time together because if those relationships start to break down, it's going to create stress in the coach. Uh, he's not going to be as good. And we're talking about, you know, a coach's guide to maximum potential. Anything that takes away uh, from that is going to, you know, from my ability to be a good coach is going to take away from me reaching my maximum potential. So and then you start bringing home problems into the practice room. Yeah, and then it, then it reverses. The it reverses where you start bringing those struggles into your practice room, and you're just not all there. And you, you know, got athletes constantly like, "You all right, coach? You all right, coach? You look a little down today, coach." Yeah. I've had that happen plenty of times this year. So, so I think it's you know make sure that that you know. You're putting time and energy and affection into uh, those relationships, especially if you're married. Um, and I think that helps not bring it home because you look forward to going home and being home. There's got to be that safe place, that sanctuary. Here's one that I'm not very good at that I would, I would I'd like some insight on is set boundaries with your athletes. I'm not good with this one because it's like I always want to help them. So I constantly have athletes, you know, messaging me or, 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 you know, trying to get a hold of me like, Coach, I just want to talk or like, you know what I mean? Like just – but always it's like leave me alone for a minute. Like <laughs> four calls tonight. Chill out. It's hard to leave your coaching concerns in the practice room if, if your athletes are are constantly – but you know, coming to the house, whether that's physically or uh, phone calls, or uh, I think I think part of it's a good thing because I have you know a good relationship with my athletes. They're able to come to me with problems that they wouldn't be able to come, you know, to their parents or to their you know, you know, whoever their peers because their peers are in the same situation, and I'm able to be that mentor. But at the same time, it's I can't get away. Well, and I think some of that is just setting those boundaries at the beginning. Um, you know, you just because the phone rings doesn't mean you always have to answer it. You can let it go to vo- voicemail and see if it's something that, you know, you really need to have a conversation about. Uh, one of my rules, uh, you know, if I'm out, me and, me and my wife, I'll, if we're out, I'll let it go to voicemail and check the voicemail, and then I can call them back at another time uh, if it's something that's urgent. Then I can say, "Hey, hot thing, I need to, yeah. I need to take care of this," and she understands that. Uh, she knows that. Uh, if they don't leave a message, it's probably not important. Because uh, if it was important, they would leave a message. Probably. Uh, 
Teenagers don't leave messages very often anymore. Then it's not important. Have that <laughs> conversation with you. I, hey, yeah. Uh, here's my number. If you need me, and need and want are two different things, yeah. but if you need me, call me. Make sure you leave a message because I have a lot more things going on than just what you see in this two hours of practice. Uh, so make sure, I mean, have that conversation with, with your athletes. Well, it's just like the athletes. They have more, they have more going on than just the sport. They've yes, got absolutely. And they've got, you know, some of them got work. Some of them got, you know, they've got more stuff going on too. So it's, it's that balance of, and, and putting out the message of, Hey, we both got stuff going on. If you, like you said, if you need me, call me, leave a message. If it's important, I'll get back to you. If if it's not important, then don't leave a message. No, we can deal with that in practice tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And and I think the other thing is just understanding in us as coaches, and I think this happens better uh, with maturity and the longer you've been coaching, is just an understanding my athletes don't need me to be their best friend. Yeah, I just had this conversation. They need me to be their coach. Yeah. Um, so if I am – you know, a young coach or even an old coach, and I'm trying to be their best friend, those boundaries are going to disappear automatically and almost immediately. Um, and, and a lot of your athletes, they don't want you to be their best friend. Uh, I mean, let's face it. We're old and we're not as cool as we think we are. I don't know. I'm pretty cool. You're not. I'm a cool coach. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they already have friends. They already have, you know, those peers that they hang out with and and it's just us understanding hey i set this boundary i i'm i'm your coach i'm not your best friend we can be friendly uh we can even be friends but you know you calling me at one o'clock in the morning just because you made it to a new level of minecraft <laughs> doesn't really do Showing anything there. minecraft doesn't really have levels <laughs> <laughs> doesn't do anything for me so let's let's talk about that you know i practice tomorrow um i had one athlete i was talking to him and he was he's one of those that i didn't set boundaries with very well he's like coach you're my friend you're my friend i'm like no i'm, I'm your coach he's like but i don't have any friends <laughs> it's like i don't either bud <laughs> like we might have to you know step in and maybe do a side practice on that how to how to create friends <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think setting boundaries helps you leave that. If you don't set those boundaries, it's hard to leave it in the practice room because it's going to come home with you. Uh, so setting those boundaries, um, and, and I think, and, and I would say this one is understanding, you know, what's really important in life. Um, I, I want to win. I love trophies. I love plaques. Um, but in the big picture, um, we're developing adult young men um, and we get them in middle school we get them in high school the goal is not just to win trophies it's mm-hmm. to to develop uh, positive productive young men to influence them uh, and we have to be intentional with how we do that and we have to keep that goal in mind of hey you know if 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 this is it in my world, this is going to be it in their world. Um, the Bible says it this way. What does a man profit if he uh, gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Mm-hmm. You know, what is, you know, what's an athlete going to have when he's 30 by winning a state championship and just 
not having any guidance, um, any direction, any vision beyond that state championship. I mean, ultimately. And what happens if they don't get that state championship? And well, that's been their entire life. There's only one in the state that gets it every year. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's been their entire life for four years, and that becomes who they are. I mean, we're in that winter sport playoff season right now uh, here in Tennessee, and the heartbreak of of loss is terrible. But if that's all the child has, uh, then it becomes even worse for them and also for the coaches. Yes. So understanding that, you know, eternity doesn't hinge on whether or not I win or lose. It, it It's painful because we have investment and we have sacrifice and and hard work and we have, you know, this is something we've worked for. But um, if I win the championship and, and I've not gained a bigger picture of being a part of sports – uh, then the championship really isn't, isn't going to do anything for I, I, Most every coach I know has a cardboard box up in their closet full of old medals and trophies that they haven't looked at or seen in years. They stuck them in a box and stuck them up in the closet, and they're just up there. Um, well, I think it comes to the point of uh, <clears throat> I don't think sports is about the destination. I don't think sports. I think I don't think sports should be about the championship and the sport. It, it, it should be about the journey. It should be about learning to learn and learning and preparing yourself for after the sport is done. So and that being means able to transfer the discipline that you used into real life. So that means there's something bigger that we're working toward, and we got to keep that in mind. And keeping that in mind will help us not to bring everything home with us. Um, reality of being in that playoff time, um, you know, and the heartbreak of losing. Everybody is going to lose except for the team that wins it at the end. And there's only going to be one team that don't go through that heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one athlete in, in an individual sport uh, that doesn't go through that heartbreak. And if all there is is the sport for coaches and or athletes – uh, then when that heartbreak comes, you, you, where do you go? What do you do? Uh, so Especially I think, when it's over. Yeah, when it's over. Um, and it's going to be over eventually for everybody. Um, I think part of understanding and, and having a well-balanced life is understanding the bigger picture of, hey, as a coach, I am developing positive, productive, uh, mature athletes who are going to come and, and make the world a better place. Uh, and when that's my goal, it's a little easier to leave football in the field and in the locker room. It's a little easier not to come home and just talk about basketball while I'm eating dinner with my wife. Right. Um, so I think that's, that's, a, that's a big point. Of and this conversation goes both ways, too. I mean, this is for athletes, too. Yeah, it is, but most of our audience is coaches. Yes. So, so, you know, um, but as a coach, understanding that you need to communicate that to your athletes. Yes. uh, I think is very important. And uh, and not to minimize, you know, hey, I want you to win. I've never coached a kid and said, hey, I don't really care if you win. I'm going to love you even if you don't, but I want you to win. Um, 
I want you to have fun, and winning is fun. Well, yeah, losing is not fun. <laughs> we had we had an old coach that used to say that a lot. So when you, we talk about you know leaving your coaching concerns in the practice room, not bringing it home with you, uh, having a hobby uh, outside of your sport is really important. Focusing on relationships um, is really important. Um, the third one we talked about was, oh my goodness. It must not have been as important as first two because uh, I see that blank stare in your eyes, too. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries uh, was it. It was yes. developing those boundaries. Uh, so physically, your athletes aren't just hanging out at their house all the time. Uh, and then understanding a bigger picture, which I think is really important. Um, I, I think there's a few other little tidbits that you can do. Um, that we've talked about in other episodes, such as taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. uh, which could fall into that hobby area of, hey, I, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, I'm taking care of myself. Um, and that, because I'm focusing on me a little bit, I'm not focused on being a coach. Um, so that, that could fall into that hobby area. But, you know, we, we say all the time, if you're not intentional about taking care of you, uh, nobody else is going to be intentional about taking care of you. And like to go back to the hobby thing, I think it's really important to find something new, right? Something that you haven't done all your life because it, it's most of the time you're going to be coaching athletes that are that are maybe not new to the sport, but newer than than you are. And sometimes we forget what it's like to start in something brand new and how it's so different i i i tell you when i when i like moved into mma and stuff like that the hardest thing for me was striking because i'd spent my whole life of like i'm wrestling my whole life and i know this and i know and i know I, I i know all this stuff but then you move into something brand new and it's like oh my goodness i thought i could fight i would say this though i, I coached you you didn't move that far your hobby didn't move that far away. No, but it is it is new. It is new. But let's let's. I'm a. I, I'll get a little bit personal with with our with our listeners. Uh, I'm a hobby junkie, mm-hmm. um, and my hobbies have nothing to do with the sports really that that I've ever coached. Um, so just uh, you know, a quick rundown, and Coach T could probably add a couple. T- t- <laughs> to this list uh tried to teach myself how to play guitar um and i and i couldn't because i have no rhythm i'm terrible uh but i learned the chords um i could play for myself but nobody else every song sounded the same but uh i did it, that was a hobby that i practiced and and taught myself you know well enough to where i thought in my mind anyway i could get through a song um <laughs> i taught myself how to paint graffiti uh, and painted, you know, when we were doing youth ministry, we would do that occasionally at camps that we'd go to, and we would spray paint graffiti. We graffitied our youth room. Uh, we had in our in our old wrestling room, we had a couple sayings that um, were graffitied. Uh, I've taught myself how to make um, dough bowls for my wife and pizza paddles and woodworking stuff, which is way far from anything I've ever coached, painting woodworking music um and then recently i taught myself how to make bread Mm -hmm. uh and that was mainly because i like to eat bread 
but I just thought I'd try it myself. Uh, I made no, myself a, a bow and arrow target and taught myself how to. I've never really shot a bow. I've shot guns on my whole life, but never shot a bow and taught yeah. myself how to shoot a bow. And uh, you know, so that's it, different. It, it, yeah, that's very different. So it, you know, I think getting getting far enough away with those hobbies from the sport that you coach that you really can turn it off. Uh, you know that you focus in on on something that is just totally different and if it's a hobby you don't have to be great at it I, I want, anything I do I want to do to the best of my ability but it's my hobby you know I wasn't selling paintings I wasn't recording right. music um, the pressure is off yeah I'm just doing it to have a good time and to relieve relieve some pressure so any of those especially those first two of finding a hobby and and building relationships are almost like a pressure valve that you can relieve uh, some of that pressure. And, and the reality is we need to do that as coaches because there's a lot of pressure on us to succeed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes if you don't relieve the pressure you're going to blow, if you're bringing that stuff home with you every day after practice, then – you know, eventually it's going to take its toll. You're not going to reach your maximum potential. So um, we, we just really want to encourage you. Uh, bring your gym bag home and wash your clothes, but leave your stress in the room. It'll be there waiting on you the next day. So, hey, uh, anything else, Coach T? I think that's good. All right. Hey, we want you as a coach to reach your maximum potential. This whole series is all about that. Uh, and – I think one of this is the third part of this series, but uh, a really important part is just just leave the stress of being a coach uh, in your practice room uh, as often as you can. Hope you have a great week, uh, Coach Perry and Coach T. Uh, glad you joined us, and we hope that you'll join us next time with the Intentional Coach Podcast. We'll see you. We wouldn't want to be you. Thank you for listening to the Intentional Coach Podcast the place you can come every week to find your heart and soul in sports.